Welcome back to Rip City Rundown, episode number seven. And today we will be talking about all the NBA series to a lesser extent and the Portland Trailblazers stealing game one on the road in Denver at Ball Arena against a Jamal Murray-less Denver Nuggets team. I'd love to see it. And the Portland Trailblazers are one under series in a stolen home court. St- started slow, turned it on in the second half. I mean... Didn't play our best basketball and still won. That's, that's the that's, that's the cra- that's, that's the crazy thing. That's the really good thing to see. I really don't think the Blazers will have any. I'm not gonna. I don't want to say it. I just think the Blazers are a better team than, than Denver at this point in the season. I mean, we got key contributions off the bench, which we'll get in later. But I mean, Dame was really the only starter that was just, going off. I mean, yeah. Let's just do our around the league around the league all recap the really quick. Okay, so. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Miami Heat by two in overtime. Chris Middleton with a huge shot with .5 seconds left. And I think the Heat are fine. Jimmy Butler, four for 22 from the field, two of nine. Really, really bad. Bam, you know, it was good defense, but he didn't even play particularly well. He shot four for 15. And so I think if the Heat can get those two guys going, I mean, it's not like the Bucks played bad. They just played a solid game. I mean, I think if you look at it from both, both sides, both sides are, like, feeling good because if you're the Heat – you lost by two points, and you your stars played terribly. And then for the Bucks, you made only five threes. You shot sixteen percent from three, and you still won. True. I and think every you game didn't knock any free throws either. I think no matter what, every game is going to come down to the final minute. I think this is one of the best series. I think it goes to six or seven. Eh, well, yeah, that's kind of not. I say it goes to seven. I think it's seven games. But for, but for the Bucks, the Bucks need to win this series for Giannis. And let me just say, as a Blazers fan. If Giannis continues to get bounced in the first round, he will want out of Milwaukee. Damian Lillard will pull the strings, and you never know what can happen. So root, so root for the Heat here. Sure. Also, and I just I like, want, yeah, I just like Jim Jimmy Butler. He's an ultimate competitor. He reminds me of Damian away with that. Um, but yes, Milwaukee wins by two. Next series. Want to go Dallas? Dallas. Dallas beats the Clippers, which yeah. I find very funny, entertaining. After all that manifesting from the Clippers to try to get not technically get Dallas, but avoid I mean, the, the Lakers Clippers and... finagled the seeds to get what they wanted. They draw Dallas. It's probably the Clippers will never admit it, but it's who they wanted. And Dallas goes on the road to Staples and beats them by ten. Yeah, okay. I mean that 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 is great Clippers, stuff. Similarly, to, similarly to the Heat, probably shouldn't feel terrible. Clippers are one of the best offenses in the league. I think, like, them, the Nets, and I think even the Blazers are, like, top ten offenses of all time. And that would make sense. the Clippers shot the ball terribly from three. They were one. They were the best three-point shooting team from the league. Shot 27%. Paul George. Pandem- That's I bad. I saw Pandemic P was trending first quarter. Yeah. He played a little better in the second half, but, I mean. I mean, he shoots eight for 18, which isn't bad, but you just, as, this, as a star on your team, you just need to either... I don't know. I just feel like Paul George never really shows it in the playoffs. And last year, Dallas, you know, pushed the Clippers to six. It never felt like Dallas had a chance in the bubble. And, you know, it was like Clippers were always moving on. But when you steal game one, you can lose the, you can lose the next two and be right in the series with a home game to tie the series. So this series will definitely be going six or seven. I do not anticipate the Clippers winning four in a row, obviously. I mean, I'm Luke, just glad. Luka with a triple-double. Luka... And his young playoff right. career has been crazy. Yeah, no. 31, oh, he 11, did. 10. Okay. He got the triple double with like a minute left, but still very impressive from him. But I'm just so glad we're not paying a seven three guard uh, max money on the Blazers. <laughs> like Porzingis makes me so mad. We don't. We, we don't. So need to I know. Worry about him, I know Blazer gosh. fans, and then this this relates to the Blazers in this way. I know Blazer fans get upset when Nurkic kind of tippy toes around the rim 
doesn't hammer it home and flip shots, which, by the way, last night he did good. He, he absolutely dropped the anvil on Aaron Gordon. And then he also had the other one off the timeout mm-hmm. um, on the side pick and roll with Powell. Porzingis is that. Porzingis is that guy. Thousands. Porzingis just chucks threes and chucks. He it thinks is. he's he's trying to be like mellow, but 7-3. It's really frustrating yeah. if I was a Dallas fan. But, but that aside, Dallas goes up by 10 and eventually wins it by 10 on the road at Staples. Next game... Uh, the one right for us was the Celtics and Nets, and to be honest, I didn't watch much of this game. Me either. Because, um, you know, I thought Nets would take it, and I will probably watch the game later in the series, just because he doesn't want to watch Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden, but only by 11, and to be honest, I think it was closer yeah. than 11. From what I saw, heard, read, Heat, or, or not Heat, Nets struggled in the first. They were really... Struggling in the first half to shoot. Mm. Um, Celtics played great defense, but then the shots are going to fall at some point, and then the Nets just ran away with it. And the defense was actually the reason the Nets won this game. It was honestly like a tail to half. It was Boston shot great, yeah. Nets didn't, and then it was reverse yeah, so this, a reverse the the, the second half. Tatum but struggled. but when you have it's Tatum, and you know we'll get one and a half stars. I don't Timba, Timba Tatum and Kimba against three bona fide stars. I mean the Nets if they. If they play D defense, I don't see them losing the East. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win the championship outright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Never know. Um, let's go Blazers now. Let's talk Blazers. Before so, we go Blazers, okay. ESPN dropped the ball. I, I was gonna. I was heavily, actually gonna say I'm that. I'm going in order here, I, and I don't that. care about too many boxers. <laughs> but I know a lot of you top guys rank of boxing. Like, yeah, I was. I was going through Twitter around 10:30ish when the game was supposed to start, and. You know, us living on the East Coast, Ooh. we're already, you know, staying up late for games. So and we watch the games. We're we want to watch the game. game. <laughs> we don't want the games to start at 10.43 when it says 10.30 and we have to watch freaking boxing. ESPN shouldn't give their primetime West Coast game ESPN 2 for the first the other thing, The other thing the other thing, that frustrates me is no disrespect to Vince Carter or or the announcer, which, by the way, this is kind of disrespectful because I don't even know his name. I think it was Jason Bacotti. Something like B- that. B- but Bacotti. They're just, they're not, but not that is clearly the ESPN D team right there. And, you know, we got the D team, and that's fine. It's the last series. Apparently, you know, all the ESPN analysts say it's going to be one of the most fascinating series. The Blazers have a chance for the upset, but, you know, it's going to be a really good series. So we're going to give you the crap announcers. Sorry, Vince Carter. I love you. But... And another thing on ESPN. ESPN really, really sold last In my night. opinion, the Blazers... I mean, the Nuggets were favored by one for this game. Therefore, whoever wins this game, it shouldn't be surprising. The Blazers steal game one. We're not stealing. We're getting... I, I understand it's a steal just because it's on the road. But the, the headline was how the Blazers shocked Denver. Shocks. I don't think it was, it was. I don't think it was. Shocking. I mean, I get stealing home cores as the actual thing. Yeah. Um, but let's go through the game. Yeah, so enough of ESPN. Yeah, enough of ESPN, bro. So the Blazers win by 14 on the road. Damian Lillard. I want to see this. 10 for 25, 5 for 12, 13 assists, 34 points. That is fantastic from Dame. Not his most exquisite shooting night possible. Probably right around his averages. Five, five for 12 from three is about what he shoots from three, no. I would say. 10 for 25, that's a lot of shots, I will say. But I'm totally fine with it. He could have taken 35, it would have been fine. He was getting to the rim and getting hit. I don't necessarily think he was getting all the calls in the world, which is fine. I don't I don't, I don't want to hear the excuse, not Nuggets versus refs. So mm-hmm. the refs don't want to, you know, that's fine. But, you know, Dame puts in a masterful performance, especially passing the ball, especially in that first half. He had so many assists in the first half. 
Um, right, whether it be to mellow. Can we just talk about mellow for a second? Let's carrying talk about the bench in general. Ca- yeah, we can talk about the, the bench, bench in general. Carrying mellow, carrying the Blazers in that first quarter. Yeah, I mean mellow. They early booze the early booze the mellow for some for. Well, for some reason, I mean, because yes, Nuggets fans suck. Ago, but it's a decade ago, buddy. So sorry, chill. Nuggets fans. Just a lot of things happen not on the court. Just annoying me about the Nuggets. But Mello four for eight from three. Simons four for five from three. Mm. I mean, Simons came into this league as probably not going to be a spot up shooter. It, yeah, if, he's if you if you told me if you told me that Anthony Simons in his fourth year, in his third year. Basically, he's still a young guy. You know, we used to have you know Trent and Simons. They were. I don't think anyone ever really said this, but they were kind of you know the unspoken backup backcourt. Mm-hmm. Like that was gonna be not necessarily the next Dame and CJ, but that right was away, that was know. Dame two like his back. You know. Yep. So then we're like, okay, Gary Trent's obviously killing it. He's gonna be much better than Simons. Simons is kind of the long term project. And then in one year, Simons is putting in valuable playoff minutes, and as much as I love Gary Trent, flip him for a championship-caliber player in Norman Powell. That is great. great. That's Norman. great work. That's great work. It's and, it, you know, it worked out last night. Because we might not be saying this because Simons is going to shoot, you know, 0 for 5 one game, and that's fine. And then he's not going to have any value. Like, for example, Carmelo Anthony last night pours in. 12 first quarter points? At, at least. least at least nine. I, I, he had three threes and the end one. Yeah. And then, I think it was early fourth when Nuggets made that run. He comes down and throws up three bricks with no with no ball from the, and that's the enigma of Carmelo Anthony. It's like, it just comes down to shot making for but the you, bench. You give and you take, and but because of our first offense. quarter run when the Nuggets were yeah that was big. The Nuggets out rebounded us, out hustled us, out energized we'll us, and now yeah let's talk about that. Coming out the gate, I mean yes we are mm. so glad we won game one, mm-hmm. but. We cannot come out the gate like mm-hmm. that again. Just Nurkic ended up having a great game, shooting the ball well, getting rebounds, playmaking, the, but that first The quarter, Blazers and the Nuggets are both, I and I saw this on the stats, they are two of the, I think they're both in the top five or top eight in the league in first quarter scoring. So both teams come out extremely hot, really set the tone for the game. And the Nuggets did that. It wasn't necessarily scoring. And in playoff basketball, it's not going to look as easy as regular season basketball. So it's all about the hustle plays and the rebounds and second-chance points, and the Nuggets were absolutely annihilating us. Now, I know they have the size advantage with MPJ being you know, 6'10", Aaron Gordon probably 6'10". With bunnies. And, and, yeah, with bunnies, <laughs> hops, and and Jokic. You know, we're, we're starting Paolo's, you know, 6'6", six, six on a good day. Um, but that was really frustrating as a fan to see the Blazers in the first quarter just getting outworked by the Nuggets. And, you know, I think we adjusted Nurk, settled in, like you said, and we started to really, you know, find a find a place in the game. Let's let's talk about Nurk. Yeah, I thought fine. Nurk played really good defense from the second quarter on on Jokic. Terry's game plan, which, again, we'll go into in depth later, was we're not going to double Jokic because Jokic is such a good playmaker, and he ended up having only two assists. Which is a fantastic game plan. So we leave Nurkic one-on-one with Jokic, and you're not going to stop Jokic. He's the MVP. But Nurkic, he brought energy offensively in that second half with a couple big dunks, and he held his own on offense, or excuse me, on defense. Um, ended up playing double the time of Cantor. I mean, we've seen a little more staggered minutes mm-hmm. throughout the year. Um, but props to Nurkic on holding his own and playing a great game um, minus those first like five minutes. Yeah, and let's just look at the stat line. Seven of ten, 
16 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. I mean, that's that's a great game. With a, a great game with a steal, too. With a steal. I, 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 I want him to get one of those 5 five times 5 games again. He can, I mean, he he can, can do it. it. I remember he did it against the Kings like a couple years ago, but every time he had puts in a game. <laughs> that's actually crazy to think about now that I just think more in depth. 5 steals, 5 blocks, just in general. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, so Nurk, you know, comes in, comes through, and that just shows like we are finally a healthy team, I must say. And I'm I know I'm looking at this through rose-colored glasses, but I really do think we can take that next step and possibly even with LA, I think we could possibly beat LA just because our offense is so good. If if we get Zach Collins back, that he brings defensive intensity, you pair him with Canner off the bench can't that that's basically how we beat denver in the second round in 2019 mm-hmm. it was zach collins playing that whole fourth quarter he had the evan huge turner. three yeah evan turner but he's not on our team i'm talking just like bench can yeah play a big factor here. yeah no bench plays a huge factor and we just don't have any defense off the bench we actually have zero defense yeah. mellow ant and can't <sighs> or i mean we're short in the rotation eight guys so i mean if we get collins back whether it be Later in this series, or hopefully if we win the series against Phoenix or LA, I'm again I'm not looking ahead. I will not do that. I, but um, that's just something I I saw. But let's go to Norman Powell. Norman Powell. Let's talk about Norman Powell. Stat really rough stat, stat line. Played 37 minutes, which was the second highest. He went three for 11, one for four, with four assists, three rebounds, only 10 points. He was the only negative. Plus, plus minus. minus, but I really don't think that shows what he brought to the game. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so Norman Powell, here, here's the thing. So he goes three for 11 and one for four from three. If this was Alfred Aminu, Mo Harkless, all Blazer fans are crying. You know, we're, we're mad. We're like, oh, my gosh, Dame has no help. He, you know, Dame passed out of, the, out of the double team, which we'll talk about later. The Nuggets did not do much of that, which was interesting. But, you know, every time Powell got the ball, I just felt like he was going to make the right play. You know, some of the shots did not go in, which is fine. You know, it is a make-or-miss league, but he was getting to the rim. He made his free throws. And, again, what doesn't show up in the box score is, is his defense and just, like, championship mentality and his acumen on the defensive side of the ball. And I think he really brings that to the table and kind of sets the standard on defense, especially, and gets the boys to play some defense. Yeah, I mean, Dame's talked about that, the conversations he's had with Powell, just about getting to a championship-level team. Mm-hmm. And, I mean... That trade, while a lot of people were mad at the time, mm. or Powell's a little older, that that we need to maximize yeah. and this team now. Let me Powell's just say something about, about about the trade. Gary Trent Jr., you know, if he has a breakout breakout year in a week east, he could become an all-star. I, I believe it. He could become an all-star. But do not get mad at the Blazers for making that trade because Powell is the player we need right now because we don't care What's going to happen in eight years when Damian Lillard is retired? Damian Lillard needs help right now. If you want to win a championship, you get win-now players. And Gary Trent Jr. is more of, I think, has not yet hit his prime. I, we can't wait wait around for that. So I applaud the trade. I love Gary Trent Jr., mm-hmm. which I'm not, nothing but the best, but that had to be said. Okay, moving on. Ro, Ro, Roko plays great defense. Yeah, I mean. And Nurk. We can kind of lump them together. Ro, so Roko's the, a very good team, team defender, not exactly individual. Um, but I think Powell brings that individual defense. He really gets down and clamps. Same with Nurk. Who was coming? Was Covington was kind of mixed on MPJ and Gordon. So they right? put. I 
Obviously, some Gordon on majority. I feel like yes, and you know, to be honest, it was actually I think Powell. I think Powell and Roko were interchangeable, yeah. but I think Powell may have played a lot of early minutes on Gordon because Mike Malone was Michael. sending it. No, oh, excuse me. That? Yeah, I did yeah. see that. Sorry, Michael Malone was sending the ball into Aaron Gordon just because of the pure size advantage every possession. In the early in that game, you know, you could see Denver's strategy, which we will also talk about later. Um, but Ro- Roko plays great defense. He had a huge block on one play I saw. Oh, on Gordon, yeah. Yeah. Gordon. You know, they, he ended up scoring, but just, you know, the recovery was good. And even Roko, like literally eight points, that's fine. Two two for four from three, five rebounds, and good defense. That's all we need. Second best plus Timely three-pointers. Well, let's talk quickly just about the final starter because – C.J. McCollum had 21 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Kind of a C.J. stat line, though. Eight, yeah, yeah, that's a C.J. Seen stat a line. From, like, 21 points past. on 20 shots, 8 I for mean, 20. You know, that's fine. He, that's good. He had some big shots, but he wasn't completely on fire from the mid-range. He wasn't, which, I mean, he wasn't game 7 siege. Yeah, which is what we've come to expect, especially in his career year. But, I mean, still want to applaud C.J. I thought he had a, a good enough game. But, I mean, if he can get going in these next couple games, that just is another plus for this team. Yeah, I agree. Um, Blazers shooting 48% from three, which is very good. I don't anticipate that every game in the series. Um, but I do expect somewhere in the 40s, I will say, like low 40s. We are that we're that good of a team, and Dame and CJ get locked in. CJ, three for seven from three. I didn't feel like he was lighting it up, but that's still a still decent good, stat line. Good stat line. Let's talk about just some of their guys. We can go MPJ first. Yeah. He was... Wow. Every time we saw his, I feel like he was chucking at the end of the game. Maybe I don't remember right. I, I, I a couple, I but he was really efficient all night. And then suddenly well, he's he's, he's twelve for twenty one, but one for ten from three. So you if you miss a, did he miss a two? No, no, he did not miss a single two. I one think, shot. What do you mean? He went one for ten from three. He missed nine shots from the field. He went eleven for eleven from three. You mean from two? From two, excuse me. And one for ten from three. So, I mean, he got his inside the three-point arc. Yeah, he but scored still, I mean, he everything from shots. two, which is, again, the Blazers, that's why they won this game because Denver made how many threes? Eleven threes. Uh, 30%. You know, they only shot 30, 19. but the Blazers shot 19. That's eight more threes. And you could see, you know, MPJ is going to be their, you know, from their starters, it's MPJ in, in Jokic, but... In terms of volume, MPJ is their sharpshooter. So when your mm-hmm. sharpshooter, big three-point threat, is going one for ten from three, that does not bode well at all. I do expect MPJ to pick it up a little bit. He's also young, though. And with Jamal Murray yapping in your ear the whole game, well, I don't know. Let's talk, let's, let's talk about Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. We'll like, talk about Jamal Murray, but he is on Denver. He might be the guy that's going to annoy me this entire series. Like I think he was forced to sit down in the second half, but like he was actually on the physical court. I Every will say, I don't know if you saw this, but in I was in, in, in the highlights I was watching a little bit last night. Every time, especially in that first half, like Denver made a play, Jamal Murray would get up and then be like, yell some defensive instructions because I guess he thinks he's the head coach or something. And then, like, Mello would hit a three on the other end. And I just would look at Zach Collins. He'd just turn and be like, yeah, boy, down at Jamal Zach. Murray. Zach Collins is. I love Zach. Zach does got some swag. But yeah, Jamal Murray is going to be. One of those guys that annoys me. That was just a little thing about the game last night. Back to the Nuggets starting roster. They have no guards that can match our guards at all. Austin Rivers one for five from three. I expected that. Fa- Faku honestly, like he okay. shot better than I thought. Yeah, I mean, 
he's not going to shoot the ball unless he's wide open. So, I mean, he got a lot of – he got – his two threes he hit were sure. It was a slight contest at the end, but they were open shots. I mean, but I mean, you're an NBA just player. Think you about, knock down like, they just shots. don't have any you, you, I mean, depth. Have in, like, I don't know if P.J. Dozier or Will Barton's going to be back, but they really need them. They need them really bad need because when you're when – you're, like, Jokic goes basically 50% from the field and 50% from three. With 16 rebounds, 34 points, and you lose by 14. That's almost like a Dame stat line like last year when Dame was pouring in and the Blazers team was just bad. I mean, Marcus Howard is a two-way player. He was in the G League bubble earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of players have come out of the G League bubble and been great, like Jordan Poole or something like that. But Marcus Howard, I, I would argue and say their two guards off the bench are better than their starters. Like, I feel like Monte Morris should be starting. Maybe they just want him to get some... Just good Look, players if, off the bench, but I don't want to be. I really don't want to be as a Blazer fan, like cocky or arrogant. But from a pure like just basketball standpoint, if they don't get Barton and PJ Dozier back, I I don't think this is a super long series. I really don't, and I don't want my words to be bitten. I don't want the words to come back to bite me. But that's just that's where I'm at right now. Um, let's talk about strategies for each team. So the Blazers come out, and it was. They came out with a "we're gonna let Jokic score" mentality, mm-hmm. but we are not gonna let him playmate because that's where he is at his most dangerous, and it worked. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was one of Terry's best game plans this year because I mean, like he saw his game plan, he stuck with it. Jokic was hitting shots; he didn't waver from the game plan, and down the stretch, it proved to help us because but that's they true. Their guys couldn't continue exactly, shots. exactly, so and the trust you know, there was huge. There was a minute, a couple minutes stretch in the second quarter where Jokic, like I, I think it was three or four straight times, just backed down Canner with ease and just and just laid it in. But that was part of the game plan because you know, with an MVP player, you're you're gonna have to give up something. Yeah. You can't completely shut him down. So you're either gonna let him get 34 and one assist, or you're gonna let him get 23 and 15 assists. You know what I mean? Like, and I think the Blazers picked the right thing. You cannot let Jokic playmate because that's where he's most dangerous. You have to let him get his and then lock down everyone else. And they still didn't even lock down MPJ. MPJ had 25. You just don't want to let the other guys get hot, get confidence, get their shots. Because Jokic is always going to have confidence. He's always going to be skilled enough to get points. But if the other guys are also feeling confident and also getting some points, you could be in for a long night. And Terry said you guys aren't allowed to do that. It's very interesting because it's not exactly – you. When people are like we gotta shut we gotta shut down their their starts, we shut down their points and make them pass the ball. But Jokic is so good at that, you know, the Blazers were like, We're gonna let you score, we're gonna let you get your twos, MPJ, we're gonna let you get all the twos in the world and we're gonna make threes. I mean that's really what it comes down to. I mean three point shooting. Looking back, what was Malone's game plan? I mean they so, didn't really double I mean they doubled Dame, but they really just played one on one, hope Composite get under his skin. And Dame turned it on in the third quarter through composite to the floor and uh, yeah. So that. I was, I could tell on the offensive end, Denver's Denver's strategy was to just take advantage of the size, crash the glass hard. You know they got Aaron Gordon, MPJ, and post up against smaller defenders. You know the Blazers. It's very easy to get the Blazers to switch. I I don't really understand it sometimes because you're already undersized. So why put Dame quickly switch on MPJ? You know. It doesn't matter. But the point is, is that you know Denver wanted to take advantage of their size very early on, and I think throughout the game. But on the defensive end, I was a little surprised because you know we've teams know the way to stop Dame is a hard trap at half court. 
and, and that's nothing against Dame's skill. That's just when you it's hard. You can't beat two guys off the dribble mm-hmm. right when you cross half court. And they didn't really do that. In fact, like like Jokic, you know, dropped a lot of drop coverage. Dame would pull up threes at you know shots he easily makes. He was not yeah, hitting. Um, but I think that was another smart thing by the Blazers. I will say this: they were constantly putting Jokic in pick and rolls, to try to tire him out on the defensive end. Because when you're that big and that you know just you know he's just a big dude. So the change in direction and, like, cutting back and forth against a guard for 48 minutes, that is very difficult for Jokic to do, and it hopefully slows him down on the offensive end. You know, if it means you're really pushing Jokic and trying to get him tired on the defensive end and he's front irons a three late, late in the game, you've done your job, you know? Um, final thing from Terry, do you like this rotation? Do you want him to stay a man? Anybody you see getting in minutes here and there? Like Lil Nas or Derek Jones Jr. for defense, or is this just so? The interesting thing is, like, I think for this series, I like this this rotation. It could change if we get blown out next next game, so you never know. But I think if anyone was going to get minutes, it'd be either Nas, DJJ, or um, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, because those those are three pretty interchangeable guys that bring really good defense, who don't have a shot. They can't shoot really. And Derrick Jones Jr. shot a career high this year, like 35%. It still wasn't that good. But, which yeah. wasn't that good, but, like, I'd rather have him in the game than Alfred Aminu. Mm-hmm. Like, no shade to Aminu. Mm-hmm. I love you, but, like. <laughs> All right, last thing before we do a little segment game, whatever you want to call it. Um, we brought some energy down here tonight. We did bring our, some energy. We were. Um, I don't know if I've ever been that hyped for a game. So all of uh, you know, our entire family, big, big Blazers fans, you know, we've. I, I really became a fan when I was probably around when Dame got drafted. So Dame's kind of always been on the team for me. Mm-hmm. Like I remember watch, like watching them a little bit back in like, like, a, like the, the Roy era, era, but I was really young. You know, we like we were born in you know the very early two thousands. Yeah. So you know we're pretty young. Um, but just this was one of the you know game one in the first round. There's not there's nothing like it. First playoff game. Especially you know, like. And we were really excited. You know, we were screaming when Dame hit a three. We were, you know, clap. You know, we were clapping. The Blazers had a good defensive. I mean, we're high fiving every single time we make a good we're play. We're high five. I mean, it was great. I was down here. Yeah, we were that actually sweating. A lot, a lot, um, a lot of fun to watch that game. Let's let's do a little. So we have a little game here. It's uh, basically game one trends. It's will it happen again or will it not? Um, so I'm just gonna say something that happened in game one, and you say will it happen again in game two? I'll start. MPJ one for ten from three. Don't think it's gonna happen again, but on the flip side, I don't think he's gonna go perfect from two. Mm-hmm. I think it's just gonna balance out. He'll still shoot. He'll still have his twenty-five. He's like, he'll keep his twenty-five. I mean, he's a great scorer. Can't deny that. Um, there was someone in the comments on our last video saying MPJ was gonna give us the work this entire series. So um, I'll see you again in the comments after that but that's, performance. But, but that's fine. MPJ yeah. and Jokic can give us the work, and we can weather the storm. But I do think he will shoot a little better from three. Interesting. Um, Another three-point shooting aspect. Um, do you think the Blazers bench, specifically Mello and Ant, will shoot like that again? No, I Sam. don't. Sam? Sam? I don't, which is tough because when they, they shot, okay, combined eight for 13, that is really, really good. And Simons is a shooter. Um, I think Simons can, you know, if he takes five threes, I think he can make two a game pretty pretty easily. Um, and Mello, if he goes, the, the, here's the thing about Mello. When we have that mellow, he's a pl- like he played really well plus six, which is good. 
But imagine if he didn't make those shots, he's a negative very, very easily. Yeah. That that's the thing. Melo had a couple good him, good defensive plays though. He had a couple good strips early. When he's active, he's honestly he, he kind of took over the game for like a one minute stretch there to get the Blazers back in, which was really good. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Um, we'll go. Jokic one assist. Okay, we'll say Jokic under five assists for game two. Does that happen again? I genuinely think that probably could happen just because we have no reason to change our game plan. I do think the Nuggets will switch it up a little bit. I wonder what Jokic. they will do. I mean, maybe Because there's really not more. much you you can like, cut more on offense, be more active. You could do a little, like, they didn't really get run many, like, pick and rolls with Jokic as the primary ball handler, like with, like, Gordon or something, just try to get Nurkic off of him. They more just were trying to move around Jokic and try to get switches other than Jokic, so maybe they try to do that, but I mean... But that's the thing, the Blazers did not go to double-team Jokic, because if you go to, to double-team, leaves the guy on the floor, and Jokic will pick out the pass, he's that good. But we, the Blazers were content with letting Jokic, you know, just back down and score, which is a very interesting thing, but it works. And if Jokic gets to the point where he is, like, unstoppable, and you gotta double him, you're not gonna double off MPJ or Gordon, you're gonna double off of Composito and Rivers, and yeah. I still think, like, odds are probably going to be in our favor there. So. Yeah, I'd rather have Composo taken. Them not having Jamal Murray is huge. 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 Him on the sidelines. We're still beating them with Jamal. And is he, you think? I don't know. I'm not going to go there. That would be a really, really good series. That would be very good. Um, okay, let's let's just quickly run through the games that are... We're recording this Sunday morning. Um, let's go through the games today. So, you know, we'll, we'll just... Okay, just quickly. It's Eastern Conference. We don't yeah. care as much. Uh, Washington, Philly. Who who do you have in this game? I got Philly. I mean, they've just got closer now. Uh, I think it's gonna be a lot like a like a Blazers Warriors from a couple years ago. Like a little close yeah, yeah. So close, energy. close to three. Like Ten to fifteen though. Okay. No match down low. At, Atlanta and New York. Atlanta and New York. I got New York. At Madison Square Garden. By the way, the like tickets are absurd. Fans. Like they're gonna have a lot of fans. They were like eight hundred eight hundred dollars for bleeds, bleeds. like nosebleeds. <laughs> Speaking about tickets real quick, Nets struggled to sell a bunch of tickets. They were going somewhere under 100 for a playoff because they were struggling. They ended up having some fans there, but still, just, that's just a little tangent. But I got, I got Nets. Okay. And then for the, the for the Western Conference games that matter to Portland a little bit, L.A. and Phoenix, 3-3rd in ABC. This is obviously, you know, when you have LeBron and AD on your team, this is the prime time, the big slot, time TV slot. Uh Let's just talk about really something quick. So Le- LeBron violates COVID-19 pro- protocols, and the NBA says, it's okay, buddy, you can still play. Do you have any issue with that? I do have an issue with it, but, like, I would have been kind of mad if he didn't get to play. Um, I do think, like, everyone's saying LeBron's the only player they would do this for. I think just in any general all-star player would probably get this. Like, we saw Karis LeVert in the bubble, or, excuse me, the bubble in the plan didn't get to play. He's just not on that level. I think if they, the Dame had this, I think they would kind of allow mm. for Dame, but... Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of like a... It's a really tough place It's kind of like a NBA. double-edged sword in a way, because it's like, on one end, you're like, mad, and you're like, LeBron gets special treatment, you know, he runs the league. But, but on the other hand, it's like, LeBron ratings matter, and this is playoffs. You want to see the teams play with full strength. If I'm Phoenix... Actually, I was about to say. Well, I no. If I'm Phoenix, play, I want to play a LeBron team. But okay, if I if I'm Phoenix, they would say in the in the media, 
I, we want to play them fully healthy. We, we, we want to beat the best Lakers team. And their heads are like, eh, it wouldn't be so bad if LeBron didn't We play. just want to get a win early. But that game is huge. I personally, as Blue Blaze fan, would rather play Phoenix in the, I don't in the care second if round. Phoenix sweeps and looks like world champions. I want to play Phoenix no matter what. Because we match up well with them. And then, but even like we beat the Lakers earlier this year. True, but they were LeBron fully, fully playoff. Then. LeBron playoff. Are you talking about oh, well, earlier, talking like early in the year? Of the season. Yeah, but uh, a Phoenix win or a Phoenix series win and a Blazers series win, we have a path to the Western Conference Finals. I'm indifferent on that game. Yeah, I would love. I don't know. I, because look, I mean, as I much think as people, that that game will go the distance. Too. As much as people hate LeBron. I, LeBron is our generation's Jordan, so obviously you want to see greatness. I would I love to see, to see. keep winning championships. I really hate that he went to the Lakers. Like, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge basketball. I wish he stayed in the East. The heat, so I didn't really care when he was on Cleveland. Though all those Cleveland series, I don't know if it was more my hatred for the Warriors or I wanted to see LeBron win. I wanted to see LeBron. Uh, yeah, win I'm always a guy who roots for the underdog, and LeBron's an underdog, but LeBron carried. Really bad teams against Golden State juggernauts. I just wish he didn't go to the Lakers just because Portland wants to play them. And Yeah, it, it's tough because you want to see LeBron win titles to compete with Jordan, but at the same time, if he's going to do that, he's knocking the Blazers out. And the, I'm sorry, but the Blazers take take. That's precedence. why in 2019, like, I wanted the Blazers to win so bad because Le- LeBron didn't make the playoffs. And, like, if the Blazers, the Portland Trail Blazers, were to beat LeBron in the playoffs, the amount of hate he would get is just insane. It would have yeah. never stopped. But that, that doesn't matter. Okay, but that game 3.30 today, as we're recording this, this is going to occur soon, on ABC. And then the last game tonight, which is, I think, both teams, this series is getting slept on, Memphis and Utah. And the reason why I say that is because... Because John Moran's been on the Grizzlies. John, okay. All right. <laughs> Shout out J. Cole and his album. But Mem- Memphis and Utah. <laughs> so Utah, um, probably a one seed that's... Being a little disrespected I, in my eyes, I don't think anyone's talking about them being like going to the finals. It's either everyone's talking about the the uh, LA teams, um, but Memphis, especially after beating Golden State, everyone's just written that series off. Like no one wants to watch. I mean, like Memphis get annihilated by by Utah. Which, by the way, I think the game the series goes to five. I think it's a five game series. But y- the great thing about the Grizzlies is as much as they're annoying. They compete their butts off. Don't like Dylan Brooks, kind of annoying yeah. player to watch. Yeah. I don't hate him. He's just annoying. He's really annoying to watch. Because playing the Blazers, I hate him. Okay, well that's fine, but he competes his butt off, and yeah. he, he he's a really good player. Same, same with Jaw. You know, so I think Utah wins that series in five. Uh, I'll say four. Utah with the sweep. Interesting. Sweep. Interesting. Um, so that's kind of a preview of the games today. Um, kind of last little bit before we go. Let's go. Bla- Let's just talk about game game two. What do you see happening? What do you expect? It, it is tomorrow, uh, correct? Tomorrow night at ten Eastern time. Yes. So. Um, Back at Ball Arena. Stupid name. <laughs> oh my. I like their old name, Pepsi Center. It was a solid name. Um, but expectations for this next. I game, expect Norman to shoot better. Some guy. I I think. Michael Malone's is a really good coach. Like, yeah, he Mike, will make Mike. Michael, no, excuse me, but Michael he will make adjustments. Yeah, he'll make good adjustments. I think this game is going to be really good. I think. But one, you can only either, make it. It's not one of the two teams is going to start super hot. It's either Denver's going to come out and be like, "We need to win this game. We're going to go off," or Blazers are going to be like, "That's true. This is game. a must-win for Denver if you really think about it." Yeah, you don't want to go back to Portland where 
we could be seeing close to 10,000 fans in the which, which would be fantastic. But, huge. yeah, that's a great point. This is, like, Denver's going to play with a sense of urgency, which I don't want to know because the Blazers last night were getting destroyed by Denver on the glass, and Denver wasn't even playing, I feel like, as hard as they could. So the Blazers have to match the intensity. I know Dame will, but I need Nurk to be an animal down there. Honestly, I know that sounds really cringy, but I need Nurk to really ball out underneath. Um, I need Powell. I don't know. It's going to be a great game. Um, but have Michael Malone, like what what adjustments can you make when you when your guards? I mean, you can't do anything with guard play. You really can't ask more from Composa and, and, and Rivers. I mean, you can. They're gonna do something. I mean. There's probably so many things. I mean, who knows? Maybe Will Barton is going to play this next game. I don't know what he True. is his injury. Yeah. But And Will Barton's a solid player. He, he's got to come back this series if they want to really compete. I don't want to say that and eat my words, but I'm just speaking as now a biased NBA fan. Not biased. I'm a biased NBA fan. They need Will Barton. They need P.J. Dozier. They just need more bodies that are actually good NBA players. So Yeah. But that'll do it. Healthy. Yeah, that'll do it from episode seven of this podcast. Damian Lillard and the Blazers take game one. According to ESPN, they shock. I wouldn't call it a shock. I say they steal home court. And it is looking very possible statement. that, you know, Blazers, you win your home games in Portland. They're, and you are moving on to the next round. Another thing is winning, again, I do not want to eat my words, but from a pure just basketball standpoint, if the Blazers can you know win this series relatively quickly and LA Phoenix goes deep, that's rest. That's valuable rest for Dame. Very valuable rest. But that'll do it. That we don't normally get. Yeah, exactly. So that'll do it for us. Um, come back. We'll come back Tuesday after game two in a couple days. Um, talk about game two. Hopefully the Blazers will be up 2-0. Yeah, make sure to drop us a like. Yep. Subscribe. We're, Subscribe. Think, like, 90 subscribers. Get us to a thousand. We want one k so badly. We want 1K. And turn on those post <laughs> notifications. Five star on Spotify if you're listening there. And um, yeah, rip city on the ass. Rip city on the ass. Game one goes to the Blazers. Game two. Love to see tomorrow it. night, ten o'clock in Denver. We will see you later. Peace.